just how good could Janai Broom be for the Auburn Tigers this season? And also, what's the football team's plan moving forward over the course of the offseason? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Friday. It is a Ferg Friday to all those who celebrate. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer hanging out with us. And we will get to Auburn football's latest edition. We talked about him a ton Yesterday, but I haven't really gotten to pick your brain about Auburn basketball's newest edition, Janai Broom, and just how impactful he can be. You've written a ton about him. You think a ton mm-hmm. of this guy. Um, is it really that easy to replace a guy like Walker Kessler, Justin Ferguson? No, it's not easy. But if you're going to replace him, this is the dude you do it with. Yeah. Probably better than anybody else. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is when you are looking at centers in college basketball, um, few have ever had the kind of season that Janai Broom just had at Moorhead State. When you talk about his points, his rebounding, and his block shots, um, he's in a class kind of apart from everyone else. He was such a huge player. So you talk about defense, you talk about having an elite rim protector. That's what Broom is. He's not as tall as Walker Kessler is, but a lot of the same instincts that you see from Kessler this past season, his ability to uh, get up quick, he moves well on his feet, um, you know, is a guy that can that can stop drives, but also helps out, um, you know, can can come over, yeah. uh, you know, and, and do stuff like that. He did that at a really, really high level. Um, you know, most of the players who were elite shot blockers at college basketball last season were seven footers. He's not, he's 6'10". So that ought to tell you just how impressive he is as a shot blocker, that he doesn't have that, you know, two, three inches more height than some of these guys have. And he can still make it happen. And then, you know, one of the best rebounders in the country, top 25 in uh, offensive rebounding, top 50 in defensive rebounding uh, last season on a percentage basis. And then few teams, a few players in the country were as fundamental to their team's offense as Broom was. Uh, he was their engine on offense for a Moorhead State team last year um, that was really, really good and, and gave Murray all they could handle uh, in the OVC title game, a game where, uh, broom went off um you know i think he's gonna be different than kessler i don't expect him to be quite as good of a shot blocker as kessler but he's really really good at that sure um his rebounding numbers even against like elite competition is gr- are, are great uh the big thing for him i think the difference is going to be and, and bruce pearl talked about it this week he's an inside scorer he's kind of a throwback in some areas where he can kind of play you know, back to the basket he's got great post moves his feet are what impressed me the most they're quick on both ends uh, of the floor and uh, got a decent mid-range jumper as well, um, but is athletic enough and versatile enough that if you have to play face up with him, get him in some dribbling situations, he can handle that as well. He's very, he's very much a modern. He's, he's the closest thing you can get to like a modern big man without the three-point shot. Yeah, uh, and instead of the three-point shot, he he makes his money a lot around the rim. Um, you know, and and is is kind of a. I think he's going to be the best inside scorer, like lob it down in there and let him go to work guy Auburn's had since Austin Wiley. And and Pearl has not had very many of those guys over the years. And, and Wiley's kind of been it. 
Um, I think they're going to, and he said, he said it this week, they're going to use some of that because I think that that's a, that's a huge, huge weapon for this offense. Yeah. So as far as, you know, that, that outside shooter, I mean, you mentioned broom is not that does Mm -hmm. this coaching staff feel comfortable with the guys currently on the roster or are they still looking for a potential outside scorer? Well, I mean, I think you're at this point, you've got one scholarship remaining, um, you know, for this, for this team and, you know, all, all targets, <laughs> everything's pointing towards Julian Phillips, Julian Phillips who makes his right. announcement. Yeah. Next Thursday. And Phillips, Phillips, is it like this, like knockdown three points high, you know, efficiency, three point shooter. It's not the main part of his game, but it's, but it's a part he can use, right. You yeah. know, he's, he's a guy that I think there it's going to continue to evolve with that. Um, no, I think this team is going to, you know, uh, hope that Katie Johnson and Wendell Green Jr. and all these other guys shoot better than they did last season and shoot like they did earlier in their careers. I think you just there was that that really cold spell they had in the second half of SEC play where everybody outside of Jabari Smith just wasn't hitting from deep, um, and it kind of felt like it was contagious. But there were times of the year where Wendell was great from deep. There was a time where Katie Johnson was just on fire from outside. Right. Um, so. I think it's one of those things where like you don't want to go and sell out and say, well, we got to get somebody who's like this dead eye in the portal because there's no guarantee that that guy keeps that up, you know? And so I think they're thinking that, you know, things will pop back up a little bit more normal. And instead, you know, of, of, of selling out and say, well, you got to get better, you know, instead of putting all your emphasis in that, you get a guy like Janai Broom that can, is going to create his own gravity as an inside scorer. The inside out game should be a little bit uh, better because of that. Then you get a guy like Julian Phillips if you can get him, um, who it can be a three point shooter. He's got a good he's got a good looking jumper, um, yeah. you know. But uh, is a guy that if you watch him on film, man, just the way he gets the ball, goes to the basket, and is not going to be denied. Um, you know that is an area of the game where, or last season Auburn, you know, as good as they were, um, it was kind of like it, it, there was a lot of stretches last season where. It felt like if the if the one five pick and roll wasn't working, or if Jabari wasn't really clicking, you know, as a, as a as a shooter, Auburn had a hard time scoring. You're gonna get kind of the if you're able to add these guys, and and, and I guess Yoan Traore uh, Traore makes a ton of sense here as well. This inside out game, I think, is gonna be a little bit better. And I would also mention in there, like, yeah, Broom's not a three point shooter, but Traore is like he can he can be um and so you know i think they're going to be it's just going to be a lot more diversified offense this upcoming season it's pronounced treyor yes treyor yoan treyor yoan treyor i've been saying treyori yep. so that's, thank you thank you for pointing that out yoan treyor yeah i mean and how they're both used together is going to be mm-hmm. fun and interesting because obviously you know the combination of the 4 and 5 last year for auburn with jabari and kessler was exciting and i think it'll be exciting next year with Treyor and Broom, but it'll be mm-hmm. totally different. It'll be a totally yes. different tandem than what uh than what Auburn saw last year. Yeah, and Bruce mentioned this week and they're they're gonna look very similar in in action. Um, one of them's gonna be the four, and one of them's gonna be the five in name. But like maybe one uh, runs a little bit more, kind of trails, goes to the ramble. But yeah. it, those guys go back and forth. I think Broom can set. Uh, Broom's not the guy who's gonna step back and hit a lot of threes, but he's got to operate in mid range. Treyor is going to be the guy who can shoot there. And then the other thing to keep in mind there is Jalen Williams is a guy we know that can play the four and the five. Right. Pretty like so when you I think this is going to be big for Jalen Williams. Yes, they did get guys in to replace 
Smith and Kessler. Those are guys you would expect to be either in the starting lineup or get heavy heavy minutes. But I think it's going to, I think this is going to be a really good um, development for a guy like Jalen Williams because Auburn's front court is going to be playing like four or five interchangeable, you know, and so he's one of those guys as well. Whereas last season, he basically was like, well, you've got Kessler and then you've got Carwell but Jabari's going to play a lot of minutes, so he's just straight up a backup four. This year, I think you can be a lot more flexible with him as a four, with him as a five, rotating in. Wouldn't surprise me at all if 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 those three guys get heavy minutes, you get some more from Carwell uh, off the bench when you need a true center out there on the floor. Um, it's uh, yeah, I think it's going to be it's it's going to be a lot more modern yeah. uh, in terms of in terms of the to, of the setup, and I think it's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, uh, I'm there with you. This team's going to run like any other Bruce Pearl team does, and they're going to be super competitive and super physical. All right, I want to get Justin's thoughts on what does it mean that Auburn added Dazlin Warsham via the transfer portal. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Summer's coming up, and you're going to be on the go. You're going to need some snacks to take with you places, and Built Bar is that perfect treat. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Also, Built Puffs are absolutely delicious as well with that protein-filled marshmallow center. There's a lot to love. All these bars, low in calories, high in protein. They keep you full, and they're all covered 100% in chocolate. They're delicious. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Justin Ferguson, before we jump into football, what all is going on these days at the Auburn Observer? Yeah, so this week uh, we uh, we unlocked the uh, podcast with Matt Brown that I think I talked about last week when we yeah. were on. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed it, so you don't have to have a subscription to listen to that one. Just find us at find the wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find that one. I would encourage anybody to check it out. If cool. you got any questions about like NIL, the future of the NCAA, uh, a lot of that stuff. I mean, he 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 broke it down really really well um also this week uh i had a story on javarius johnson um what can we expect from him this upcoming year uh one of the one of the quotes that took me by surprise or like stuck out in my mind most from spring practice was when brian arson said yeah he was really productive last season and he should have been a lot more and that's our fault like as as coaches so kind of digging in on like what they can do more with him next season um the, uh, that was one of the stories they had did a story where I talked about some of the stuff we just talked about with the front court, uh, some Julian Phillips stuff, right. and then what we're about to talk about, it sounds like, uh, with the transfer portal and, and Auburn football, um, and the mailbag as well. I uh, got a new premium podcast that'll be up on Friday morning uh, with another special guest of ours. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff at The Observer. Uh, $6 a month or $60 a year. Sign up and check it out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you teed it up perfectly. Dazzlin Warsham commits yeah. on um, Wednesday night. And you kind of heard his name floating around there a little bit. And then he put the tweet out there um, just as a lot of folks sat down for dinner. So appreciate that. But as far as um, as far as impact in 2022, I don't see there being a whole lot of impact right of way. Justin, this is a guy that Miami lists them as a third year redshirt freshman. Uh, so that means he's got four years left of eligibility. To me, this is a 2023-2024 move. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he's a lottery ticket. Uh, I think okay. he's one of those guys where, look, the, he has not played the last two years at, at, at Miami. He got into one game. He didn't record a stat. Um, and that was injuries. Injuries was kind of kind of the big thing for him. 
um, that, that kept him from that. In spring practice, he was making a move up the depth chart. I was even getting some first-team reps towards the end. I think right. some people at Miami were surprised that he entered the portal. Um, but like uh, the Oregon crew and uh, some, some other guys Auburn's gotten over the years from the, through the portal, got coming back closer to home, played at Hewitt Trustful. Um, you know, Hewitt Trustful has produced some great players for Auburn in the last in the last few years. So you know kind of that background where he's coming from. The thing with Warsham that's interesting to me is that this dude was not like he's a three or a four, depending on where you look. And everybody has their own different opinion with the with the recruiting sure. uh, rankings in terms of star rating. Um, he had an insane offer list coming out of high school. Yeah. Uh, was committed to Alabama at one point. Clemson wanted him. Florida, Georgia, like all the big names in the southeast, and even some outside of the southeast. I think Michigan and Oregon were also in the mix for him as well. Um, ended up going to Miami. Uh, it, this is a guy that I think you you need numbers at wide receiver, right? You don't have a ton of them. Um, right. This is not a this is not a short term rental. I think if Auburn could find a guy that it was like a lot of experience, a lot of production in the past, you go get that guy. But you need bodies, right? You need you need dudes at wide receiver. And the thing for Warsham is, I think he's the lottery ticket. He's the wild card. You say, hey, if he stays healthy and looks like the dude that he was coming out of high school, you. Know, insanely productive at Hewitt Trustful, got a lot of attention for some big name programs. It's like, Hey, maybe you, maybe you get a steal right here. Maybe you get a steal. Maybe you get somebody who can contribute. Um, so, you know, I, I would expect him to get into the mix. Um, you know, he, he projects more out as kind of that outside receiver. You kind of don't know what, what all that's going to look like outside of Shed Jackson this season. So yeah, you roll the dice on him and see what it's like. And, and, and if it, like you said, if it doesn't, click this year if he's not an instant impact type of guy well he's got several more years of eligibility left uh, and it's like backfilling right you lose some guys in the portal yep. you lose some guy you, you have some misses on the recruiting trail wide, wide receiver well let's just go get a guy that the last staff tried to get um and and, and see if the, the second chance is going to be uh going to be good for him yeah and i think such an important thing that it's not fun it's not fun to talk about right now justin but the impact of these positions of strength right now after this season, are all going to be gone, right? I, I think yeah, when you yeah. look at it like, you know, wide receiver situation, yeah, you're going to lose Shed, and that's going to kind of be it. But after that, you know, after next season, there's going to be a big exodus because a lot of these guys are the same age. And so when you look at defensive line, which is a strength right now, but it's not going to be next year, the current state of the roster. Like they've got to they've fill in guys behind them. And edge rusher is a big one. Offensive line is a big one. Um so, I mean, but that's got to be a tough thing to pitch, right? If you're a coaching oh, yeah. staff and it's 100%. like, look, we want you, but really not for this year, which is probably right. why you left your old place because you didn't really see playing time this season. But, yeah. like, there's a clear path for you next season. But, like, we already want you on campus now. Like, that's got to be tough. But, like, these kids are, you know, aware of what's going on. Right. And here's the here's the thing. This is just the reality of the situation for Auburn is that the peak time for the transfer portal you were in a spot where your recruiting took a massive blow because of the investigation of Brian Harson, the questions about his future. That's not going to welcome people at like, you know, not a lot of people are going to sign up for that. Right. Yeah. At, at that point in time. So now you're at this point in the portal where outside of a couple of big names, most of the guys you've got in the portal right now are guys that are looking for a last shot or, you know, just don't have a lot of production to their name in the past. And so, yeah, are you trying to sell somebody on like, hey, we need you right now or we need you later? And it's like you can kind of you, you kind of go back and forth there. Um, you know, uh, Adua uh, Isabor, the uh, the UCLA edge rusher, 
he's yeah. a guy that makes a ton of sense for Auburn. I'll be interested to see if he's willing to come in as a depth piece, considering this is his sixth year of college football. Right. Um, but like you just you just need dudes at, at that position, right? You just need you needed dudes at wide receiver. So that makes sense. But to your point, like you try to convince a defense like Casey Rogers, they they try to go get Casey Rogers, he ended up going to Oregon. Um it's hard to sell that because it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to play in front of Colby Wooden and Marcus Harrison and these guys. Right. Um, offensive line, the same way. Any Auburn fan is saying like, where are the offensive linemen? It's like, well, it's hard to convince somebody to come play on the offensive line. There's six or seven dudes that are really experienced and have starting experience on there. We could, I mean, debate and all that about how, how well they've played to this point and how well that unit's played to that point. That's one thing. Yeah. But the other thing is it's like, if you try to bring in a transfer at some of these spots, you're like, Hey, you got to go beat out a dude that's been here forever. And right. like, that's, that's a tougher sell than trying to get some of these younger guys and kind of backfill it. And I think that's what, that's what a Warsham is. And and I think they're going to have to do that in a little bit more uh, in some other positions and, and, and roll the dice there. It's you're not going to get a lot of splashy, sexy names right now. In the pool. There's just not that many of them. And, and, and also it, it's hard to sell it at this point. Yeah. You need guys that, I mean, I said this before Warsham committed, and I think it's exactly what we were talking about here on the show. It was like, okay, you want dudes that have upside that are mm-hmm. redshirt freshmen or redshirt sophomores, which I think Auburn will list him as a redshirt sophomore. That's just kind of how they've been doing on the roster. And it's like, all right, right you, got, yep. you got four years left. And it's like, that's like it, two or three years ago, that'd be like getting a kid out of high school. But this kid's already been in, you know, in a system for two college off seasons, and there's a ton of value in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you are backfilling at this point. And that's the pitch right now for Auburn is like the reality of the situation is what happened with Brian Harson and what happened with this program, you know, in the winter. There's no change in that, right? Like that's that's that you know, that's something that you're going to have to overcome. It's going to make things tougher. We knew that from the uh, when it, when it happened. So what they have to do is find the best way to kind of manage the roster right now, fill in where they can, knowing that they don't have the best pitch compared to all these other programs right right now, these other powerhouses, and then go out and prove everybody wrong in the fall. That's the that's the whole thing. Just go into the fall, win more games than people expect, prove winning, that, hey, this is Winning working. fixes everything. Winning fixes everything. Yeah. You'll see a recruiting boost. I think you'd see Auburn be a better player in the transfer portal next year. All that stuff. It just comes down to what happens on those 12 Saturdays this year. Yeah, no, those 12, uh, those 12 weekends will be absolutely huge and absolutely crucial. All right, we touched on it a little bit, but where does Auburn go next? What is Auburn football's plan over the next few months? We tell you in just a moment. But first, today's show brought to you by Bet Online as they are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You want to bet on the ponies this weekend for the Kentucky Derby? Bet Online is the place to do that. You want to bet on the NBA playoff action happening? Bet Online is the place to do that. Or if baseball is your thing, Major League Baseball is in full swing, pun intended, BetOnline is the place to get in on the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. All right, so you, you got to think edge, defensive line, and offensive line are going to be the position groups where we see them get more of these redshirt, sophomore, unproven, high upside type guys, right? That's kind of what the plan should be over the next few weeks to months. Yeah. And Harson mentioned earlier this week, secondary is another one they want to, they, they'd love some more numbers with, uh, which makes sense. I mean, you, you got to a point in, in spring yeah. ball with some guys banged up and some things that you were playing some, you know, guys who just weren't very experienced at some spots. So you just need, you need, you need more depth there. 
I think if Auburn could get, like I said earlier, if they could get a wide receiver that has, you know, another one of these high upside guys um, or, you know, uh, an experienced player that you can say, hey, this is someone who can plug in right away and be a contributor. Mm-hmm. There's just not a ton of them out there, but they have been linked to to, to a few. Um, you know, I think that's probably your, 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 your way, the way you go. But, yeah, fill out some depth uh, along the line of scrimmage if you can. A defensive line is probably the higher priority just because of the numbers game there. Like bringing Marquise Robinson back was huge, right? right. Much, much like bringing Javarius Johnson back out of out of the portal for a wide receiver is huge. Um, but you did lose a good bit there. So you you know one guy is huge, but there but it was more than just one guy who left you know around him, right? So they need to kind of kind of refill. And, and like you said, Colby Wooden's probably not going to be here next year. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're seeing uh, a number of those guys that will be playing, playing pro ball in a year. So you need to, uh, you, you need to reload and replenish as much as possible. And then, yeah, like I said, edge rusher, just get, I mean, like get somebody, get, get somebody. Cause you cannot go into a year where you only have three scholarship players at that position. Yeah. It's just like playing Derek Hall and Eku Leota as much as you can is a great idea to have a really good defense. Uh, and, and I, I, I like Dylan Brooks a lot and his upside, but like one injury there could be catastrophic. Right. Um, so you just need, you just need guys, you need guys. And, uh, you know, I think that's why I got like, his support makes a lot of sense and it'll be interesting to see who else they, they try to go after that position. Yeah. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And, you know, I'm curious to see if they can't get an edge, that kind of is able to perform at the level that they want to this year. If they have to go get, you know, a redshirt freshman or somebody that's battled injuries early in their career or something, who do they move to be an edge guy? Is it a Joko Willis? Does Cam Riley get reps there? You know, I mean, that that would be a really, really interesting thing to have. I think Auburn's hoping they never get in that situation, but it's a fun conversation to have. Joko's my pick. And I think, and I think, even if they get another guy, I think you're going to see more Joko this year. We saw it in the spring game. We saw it in the yeah. Birmingham Bowl. Um, that star position where they have him out there, and he is just tear, you know tearing it loose on on the outside as as a blitzer. Um, I think that's another thing that we're going to see Auburn do this year a little bit more. And they did it last season, um, but I think you're going to see a little bit more this year. It's like okay. You have Derek Hall and Eculiota, right? And they're right. really good pass rushers. Um, but they can't you can't have them do it every single time the other team drops back, right? Um, that's just gonna it's not gonna be as effective as you're gonna wear them down. Right. Uh, I think you'll see more inside linebacker blitzes. I think you'll see more safeties blitzing. I think you'll see more DBs just in general blitzing. Um, just because they need to help that out. And, yep. and it also just contributes to the whole like get ready um you know, for anything kind of kind of defense but yeah i think joko would be a guy that you'd see a little bit more riley wouldn't make a lot of sense but man riley just looks like they've got him locked in right now at inside line he looks good out there man yeah he with looks him really and Owen, good right yeah maybe maybe one of these other so like like a des tisdall like do, do, do you kind of float him out there and see it uh and then the other one like, i i i have been really you know interested in seeing kind of kind of what they're they're gonna do with him um because when he was coming out of when he's coming out of high school he was straight up a, a an edge rusher um and that is uh oh man old old buddy from auburn high uh ah, i can't believe i'm blanking on his name i, I am literally too coached him um, i am too yeah uh 
I feel so bad now because I had him. I had him just directly in my head. Um, wow, I, I feel I feel like a really bad. I feel like a really bad Auburn native right now. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Powell, right? Powell Gordon, yeah, Powell Gordon, yeah. Powell Gordon played edge rusher in high school, right? right. And that was his position. Now, size wise, probably not an SEC edge rusher yet. Um, but he's a guy that I think just has that kind of instinct. If it's like, hey, we just need a scholarship guy over here. Mm-hmm. You know, we need somebody to fill it out. He would make a lot of sense. He would make a lot of sense as well. I apologize to Powell Gordon uh, because again, like I, I should have known. I, I was like, I I had him in my head, and like, and I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, but no, he, he he really good edge rusher in uh in in, in high school. And uh, but right now they're looking. I think they introduced him kind of as playing more on the inside. He'd be a guy that I'd just be like, hey, if you have to float him out there, he would he would be an interesting pick just because he has that experience. Right. Jay Ferg, one more time. How can people find you, hear you, read you, support you, all that stuff, man? Yeah. AuburnObserver.com. Uh, check it out there. Uh, you can read pretty much a, the preview of any newsletter we have, free podcasts as well. Um, and then if you like what you what you hear and you, what you see, sign up. $6 a month or $6 a year. Or you can get a free trial for seven days. Absolutely free to check it out there. AuburnObserver.com. It's worth it, folks. Yep. We'll be back tomorrow for a special Saturday show with recruiting expert John Garcia. Be sure to be on the lookout for that. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn.